This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Jim Rose. Thanks, Matt Tompkins, and welcome again, everyone, to the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. This is Jim Rose for the Nebraska Greats Foundation. It is one of the unique organizations in all of Nebraska. We serve former varsity athletes from any of the 16 schools, four-year colleges and universities in Nebraska. And if you lettered in any sport, man or woman, you have a medical need and a financial challenge, you can apply for a grant from our foundation. And we're easy to get to at negreats.org. And we're thrilled about our podcast series Many of you have had a chance to hear from some terrific former Nebraska standout athletes, current Nebraska standout athletes and personalities. And we're joined by one today. Nebraska baseball fans will very quickly remember John Cole, the outfielder from Canada, who was an integral part of of a tremendous stretch of Nebraska baseball, starting with the 1999 Big 12 Conference Championship, all the way through the Huskers' first appearance in the College World Series in 2001. John, an All-American outfielder and one of the leading hitters on the ball club. John, it's great to, to talk to you again. Welcome back to Nebraska. Well, thank you very much. I'm uh, excited to be here and happy to talk to you. So when we last saw of John Cole, you were hitting home runs at Rosenblatt Stadium, and then you went off to professional baseball. Yeah. Kind of get us up to date on what happened after you were drafted by the Mariners. Sure. Um, you know, my professional baseball career uh, wasn't uh, – <laughs> It didn't go all that well. I played, I ended up getting hurt in my 13th game after signing. I was playing short season A ball uh, in Everett, Washington, and I got in a collision. I dropped up a drag bunt. I was leading off the game, and I dropped a, a drag bunt down the third baseline. And I was running up the first baseline, and just one of those, you know, odd things. I got into a collision with the first baseman and um, just happened to catch my knee in the right way. And that, that was kind of it, Jim, to be honest. I, I mean, I, I stuck around for a couple of years, but you know, I, I, once you sort of lose a step at that level, it was, the writing was on the wall and that was pretty much it for me in terms of, of playing ball. Uh, I, I, I got really lucky a few years later, I did come back to Nebraska and uh, coach Anderson, uh, Mike Anderson at the time allowed me to, to join his staff as a sort of a graduate manager. And I was on the, I was on that staff that uh, brought that team to the, the World Series in 05, and that that was a great thing to to be a part of. And you know, I was mostly an observer, but I learned a lot um, just being there with those coaches on a day in day out basis and how they approach things. And being you know on the field when that team won against Miami to go to the World Series, that was something special. Uh, and then since then, you know, I moved up to Toronto. I'm originally am from Canada. My wife Shannon, who played soccer at Nebraska, is from Calgary. Uh, so we moved up to Canada, and I. I we live and work in Toronto. We've been here for the better part of 15 years. And, you know, we're, we've been fortunate, continue to be fortunate uh, and uh, very lucky in, in a lot of regards. And, and things are going great for us. We have two kids and um, we're really, really uh, happy where we are and really happy to be talking about Nebraska. Okay. So you can take Nebraska, you can take the boy out of Nebraska, but you can't take the Nebraska out of the boy. You came back to be a part of, yeah, what was easily um, one of the very best teams in Nebraska athletics history, that 2005 bunch that made it all the way to Omaha and actually captured a game in Omaha. Did that get you thinking maybe coaching is for me? What was the motivation for coming back to to serve as a graduate manager for that season? Yeah, no, I had been, 
you know, I, I can't tell you or express my gratitude enough for the coaches I played for and how grateful I am to have played for them and how lucky and fortunate I feel that I played for those guys. Um, they really had a, a big impact on, you know, my, my career as a baseball player without a doubt, but also, you know, really helped me um, develop as a person and they had a major impact on my life. And I, you know, I, that was something I wanted to, to explore and potentially use as a career and become a baseball coach. Um, and like I said, Coach Anderson gave me a, a really great opportunity. I really did want to pursue it, but um, being just sort of a twist of fate, my wife, you know, was my fiance at the time, we just ran into a few uh, issues in terms of uh, visas. And we sort of had to make a choice to either sort of try to stick it out and go through a visa process or move back to, to Canada. And, and that's kind of what happened. But, you know, it was a great experience. I would have loved to have tried to pursue it. Um, it's great watching some of the other guys do it, like Will and R.D. Spees, watching these guys go out there, Justin Seeley, all these guys I've played with and, and really doing a great job and, you know, going after this college baseball coaching career. Uh, I think it's a great Great thing to do. You get to stay around the game, but more importantly, have an impact on these players' lives. Like I said, the player, the coaches I played for had an immense, uh, immense impact on my life, and that's kind of the reason I thought I wanted to try doing it. And unfortunately for me, just with uh, some things outside of baseball, it just didn't, just didn't work. Visiting with John Cole, former Husker baseball All American, part of a transformational recruiting class in 1999, and. I think history is a tremendous reflection uh, and gives us a, an opportunity to look back and, and really be quite a, a amazed and impressed at, at what you guys were able to accomplish. Uh, that Will was in that class. Uh, he, he became one of the all-time uh, Nebraska baseball greats, of course, yourself. Did you have an idea? You guys all came from different parts of the world, not just, not just different parts of the country, but different parts of the world. And you, you played different sports. Uh, did you have an inkling that, that this was a baseball program that could come together and and get all the way to the College World Series? When did you or, or did you just think, all right, you know, I'm here to play baseball, see what happens? What, what were your goals and objectives when you guys arrived in 99? Well, I'll be honest. I mean, I was when I showed up in 99 myself speaking personally, I had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, funny story. and We don't need to go into the length of it, but I was only really recruited by Nebraska. I didn't have very many other options. I think I was recruited lightly by uh, the Virginia Military Institute and Ithaca, which is Division III uh, school in New York State. And besides that, I didn't have uh, a whole lot of Division I opportunities. So for me, when I rolled into Nebraska, I was, you know, I really was trying to find out if I could make it, if I could do it. And I can remember we had an on-field hitting day with the players only. This is early on before spring ball. And so there was, you know, five or six, seven of us out there hitting in the, in, we had the, the field set up to hit and I couldn't believe we were hitting in a batting cage first and foremost. I'd only done that once in my career prior and Ken Harvey was hitting in front of me. Now you, everyone will remember Ken, you know, in 99, he basically hit 500 um, with 25 home runs and big league all-star. He was the guy hitting in front of me and I was uh, 18 years old and, and never played any division one baseball. And he was just, hitting balls farther than I'd seen anyone hit them in my life. Um, and I stepped in the cage after him and didn't do quite as well. Um, so for me, when I stepped on the, the field, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how we rated versus anybody else. Uh, my personal goal was just to try to keep up with the guys that 
were there. You know, I was in awe of the guys, you know, Chad Wiles and guys like this who had played and were, you know, played on the field and had represented the Huskers already. My, my goal was just to try to keep up with them. And, and uh, you know, I struggled to do that mightily during my spring ball. Um, I think to your question, when do we figure out, you know, we were potentially had something special. I, I do think it was, you know, halfway, probably halfway through that 99 season. And, you know, we played Texas and I, we swept Texas. And I think that's when, you know, what coaches had been preaching was really sort of coming to the forefront that we were, I mean, we were a good team. We had guys who could play the game and played hard and I'll give the coaches all the credit in the world. They made, they don't, they, they turned, you know, some, they turned us into real baseball players. And not only that, they turned us into a baseball team. And, you know, I've, I've given a lot of thought and hindsight about, you know, you know, how did they do that? How they take a bunch of these guys from all over the place and, and do it. And, you know, they, they really bred into us a competitive nature all the time. And pra- our practices were hard and we competed with each other hard all the time. So that when we stepped on the field against whoever we were playing, you know, we were used to competition because that's all, you know, Coach Van Horn had us do was just compete all the time. But I think when we swept Texas in 99, um, and I think that's when we started to sort of realize that we would, we could be a pretty good team. Visiting with John Cole, former Husker All-American here on the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast, the NGF podcast. You can learn more online at negreats.org, a chance for you to learn about what we do and all of the athletes we serve. And certainly if you know of a former athlete who may need some assistance because they have a medical condition and they may lack the resources to take care of themselves, please refer them to the Nebraska Greats Foundation. Uh, You played volleyball. Well, you probably played multiple sports, but I distinctly remember when we were all asking about these guys that are all hitting 360, 380, 390, 400 against Big 12 pitching, who are these guys? Where did they come from? And I remember the first time Mike Anderson said, oh, yeah, he played volleyball. I go, okay, how do you figure a volleyball player can play baseball? So talk about how Nebraska found you and, and how they decided you were a baseball player. Well, you know, that's it's a, it's again, the, the number of things that went right for me to end up in Nebraska are almost too hard to recount. Um, but growing up when I did and where I did, I grew up, sort of, grew up uh, outside of Ottawa, which is a little bit um, outside of baseball country in Canada. It's not really a hotbed for baseball by any stretch, but um, in a way it was a blessing for, for me um, in terms of athletics. So I was just able to play whatever was happening and whatever sport was in season is, is kind of what you played. And that included volleyball. Uh, we played volleyball in high school in between uh, different seasons, and it was a lot of fun. I loved playing it. And actually, to this day, one of my, some of my fondest memories are going to uh, Nebraska Huskers women's volleyball games uh, <laughs> in, in the Devaney. They were, they were amazing. But uh, I just got to play everything growing up. And, you know, I eventually filtered into to baseball more seriously. And, you know, I had a coach whose name was Duncan McDonald. That's at Ottawa. And he basically was asked by the Toronto Blue Jays at one point to bring in a couple of players for a potential tryout. The, the Blue Jays at the time sponsored a traveling team. And uh, for whatever reason, he picked myself and, and, and a guy named uh, Jeff Cheek, uh, a pitcher who ended up going to Winthrop. And we went to the Sky Dome for this tryout. And Adam Stern was there. And if you remember Stern, yep. you know, ended up playing in the big leagues, but he could run. You know, he was a, he was a speed guy. He was a great hockey player in uh, high school. Who's Stern? Yeah. Well, don't tell him I told you this, but he's a terrible skater. 
<laughs> well, he must have been athletic enough to come. At least I should say this. He told me he was a great hockey player in high school. I, I have no doubt that he told you that. Because <laughs> I never actually saw him. I just took his word for it. You know that smile on his face. Yeah. Well, Stern's one of the all-time great characters in Nebraska baseball history. That's for sure. And also one of the, you know, one of the most important hits we ever had in our, in our history was Adam Stern. Uh, yep. Very few people probably remember that one, but that was against Rice. And I think that the bottom or the top of the ninth, I can't remember, but bases loaded two out. Base yep. hit. That was massive. Uh, but anyway, him and I had to run. We raced each other at the Sky Dome and they made us run a bunch of times because we were running fast times. Anyway, long story short, that, that ended. I got asked to play for that team. And a few weeks later, Rob Childers called me from Nebraska. And I hadn't, to be honest, heard of Nebraska Cornhuskers because outside of, I think, some football games I might have watched on TV. Um, and we started, he started talking to me a few times and they'd never seen me play. So he asked me to send a video and this is true. So I, 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 again, I was in Ottawa. So there aren't very many baseball facilities. And this is in the winter and the winters in Ottawa aren't, you can't go outside and play baseball. So I had to go, mm-hmm. to, I went to like a, wa- a warehouse and I had my, my friend hold like a, one of those big VHS uh, camcorders on his shoulder and they videotaped me taking ground balls and, and swinging the bat and stuff. And it was terrible. I mean, it was, if you watch it today, it's, it's almost laughable, but uh, I sent that in. And after I sent that in, they stopped calling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I, I didn't hear back from, from uh, coach shoulders for a good long while. And uh, it's funny. I think that tape is still kicking around in different places. I know coach Anderson kept it for a while just because of the fact it was kind of laughably bad, but for whatever reason, um, for whatever reason, and thankfully for me, uh, he did coach Childress, uh eventually did call me back, you know, a little while down the road and I got invited to uh, an official visit. My first time on a plane flew down there. I got to uh, picked up by coach Van Horn at the airport and I got to see them play. Oklahoma and Oklahoma at the time was a great baseball program with some really big players. And I just couldn't believe seeing in the stands. I mean, there weren't very many people in the stands, but I just couldn't believe what I was watching, the quality of the baseball. Um, and, you know, that I was just really fortunate. I remember I sat in the room with Coach Childress um, and he asked me, you know, straight up who else was recruiting me. And I felt like I needed to say something. <laughs> at the time, like I said earlier, I would have been recruited by anybody. So I think I told him, yeah, I got a couple of schools calling me and, you know, and he said, who? And he kind of pressed me a bit. And I said, well, <laughs> <laughs> I said, Virginia military, said, uh, Texas, yeah. Texas, USC, Arizona state, uh, Miami. Uh, you want me to keep going coach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, and for some reason, those guys took a chance on me after they, they never saw me play. They saw this crummy video I sent. Um, they knew that I wasn't being recruited by anybody else. And they, 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 they took a massive chance on me. You know, it, it, the the luck that was involved in all that is it, hard to measure, and the it's it's hard to believe it all worked out the way it did, and how happy I am, and how much gratitude I have to those to those guys for for taking that chance on me. Visiting with John Cole, former Husker baseball All American, it was the start of ten years of really good baseball in Nebraska. Led to a beautiful new stadium. As you mentioned, another College World Series appearance the year after you played, and then a couple of years later in 2005. Uh, Big 12 Conference, people have asked me often enough, John, you know, what, what was it about Nebraska baseball then? And I go, well, my view was that the, the, the Nebraska benefited by playing in one of the two, two or three tr- toughest conferences in college baseball. 
every week you were playing somebody ranked in the top 10 of the top 15 on the road in front of big crowds. And that elevated our program. Uh, it got you guys thinking, okay, well, either we're going to compete or we're not. So playing in the big 12 was a real plus for Nebraska, even though the program was truly under construction. Oh, 100%. I mean, we playing in that conference was a test every weekend. And our coaches really, like I said, drove that competitiveness in us so that when we stepped in the field, we were ready for it. Um, but the players that we played against in that conference were, you can go through some of the records or some of the um, stat lines some of these guys have. I remember, uh, you know, Jason Jennings playing at Baylor. He was, I think, the player of the year, uh, if, you know, in the Big 12 for sure, if not nationally. And, you know, the fact that he was the Big 12 player of the year in 1999 the same year, Ken Harvey hit 500 with 25 home runs and you know, 80 some other guys. Just a testament to what was going on in the league at that time. There was just up and down, everyone's lineup. Just guys who can play, guys who can pitch. I mean, I think another thing. <clears throat> I can remember playing Texas A&M down in, in A&M, and uh, they had Casey Fawson, who was a first rounder. I never seen anybody like that before. And hmm. That was that became like a pretty regular occurrence in the Big 12, but. You're exactly right. You know, playing that level of competition on a day in, day out, it just forced you to adapt. It forced you to to try to get better all the time because if you didn't, you weren't going to beat Texas. You weren't going to beat Oklahoma State. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen. And if you wanted to be competitive, you had to you had to put in the work and to to do so. So now we got Will Bolt running the program. There's a little bit of a parallel between the year 2021 and the year 1999. It's Will's second year. It was Coach Van Horn's second year, your first year, the beginning of that run through two College World Series. Uh, but I think it may be a little bit unfair to start comparing this bunch to you guys. Number one, you guys played in the Big 12. There was also a tremendously more challenging road to get there because of the Big 12 than the Big 10. But but I, I see in this ball club much of what I saw in you guys. Uh, there's a grit. You guys play baseball hard. Um, you guys do little things that cause the other team to be very frustrated after three or four innings. I mean, have you had a chance to follow these guys and follow your former teammate, Bolt, uh, taking over this program? And what are your impressions? Oh, yeah. No, I, I speak to Will. Um, you know, we're on, a, we're on a text thread, me, Will, and – a bunch of their guys, uh, Adam and uh, RD and Justin Cowan, a bunch of guys. It's a great. It, we have a great time discussing stuff. So we're we're keeping close tabs on uh, on the Huskers and uh, what they're doing. You know, I, you know, Will, Will really was sort of the front. You know, he he was probably one of our most competitive guys out there on the field. You know, like day in day out uh, in game situations in practice situations. Will was one of our most competitive guys, if not our most competitive. Um, and it's not a surprise at all to me to see him with the success he's having and the team he's developing, the team sort of having that same level of competitiveness, the team digging in the corners. You know, you listen to Will talk in his press conferences, you know, he, he, he does talk a lot about, you know, the team, about creating, a, a, you know, the right team dynamic. And, you know, that's, you know, so important. And I think he saw that when, when our team played, like when we were together as a team, you know, we played on the field together, but we were also together all the time off the field. We were always together. Um, you know, whether it was 
uh, at someone's dorm room or at someone's house, you know, the team was always together, staying together and doing things together. And that really was a massive benefit and created a cohesiveness that was hard to replicate. And so when I hear Will talk and he's talking about, you know, building proper teams and having a true team, you guys going out competing for each other, you know, it's not lip service. He saw it when he played and he was instrumental when he played in developing that. And so I see the success he's having and how he's getting it. Again, it's not a surprise at all to me. Uh, I've, it's been fun to watch. We had uh, a live update on the text thread when um, now Michigan lost. We had Brand Fleer was, was um, texting us live updates. So uh, very tied in, very much excited to see the team doing well. And I, I have no doubt they will continue to play the kind of ball that Will played when he was an uh, Oscar. And I think the fans and everyone who likes watching college baseball will appreciate it. Yeah, we need to get you back down here. We need to get you involved in the Nebraska Greats Foundation to be a tremendous plus to all of our recipients. But a lot of Nebraskans fell in love with the sport of baseball thanks to guys like Will Bull, Shane Comine, and John Cole. Well, the you know, I, I appreciate my name being mentioned in that category. Um, but you know, someone like Shane, I, the what he did, uh, I, I, you know, there's very few players in the game. Uh, of college baseball, I think when you can say, you know, though people don't understand about, don't understand how great he was um, and what an impact player Shane was for the team and, and what he did for the program for the four years he was here. And then after he was gone, because, you know, he allowed for such a level of success. And I don't think he ever lost a game at home. Like it's some of the stuff he did was just incredible. I mean, I was in left field. The Minnesota Regional, when he got hit in the jaw with the comebacker, uh, and I heard it in the left field, and he he went and picked that ball up and threw it to first base and got the guy out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then he pitched the next week, yeah. and he pitched and he pitched well. Um, I mean, I saw him come in relief and pitch, you know, multiple innings and strike out fifteen or sixteen guys in in relief. So I I, like I said I appreciate my name being mentioned in, in the same category as those individuals, but. You know, it's a long way away from someone like Shane and definitely a long way away from someone like Will in terms of the impact he's having on the program. Um, but, you know, that's uh, – in terms of Shane Comini, I can't speak highly enough to what that guy did on the field and what it did for the program. It's uh, I think it's truly still understated and not, uh, not as well known as it should be. No, I agree. Uh, I think it's a shame that because of Shane's, uh, you know, departure from the program and the fact that he lives in Hawaii and doesn't have a chance to be around Nebraska as much, that's a part of it. But there's no doubt in my mind, I agree with you, John. I was there. Uh, people began to come to Nebraska baseball games because they heard about this right-handed pitcher. Yeah. would crank out 15 or 18 guys every single time. And, of course, he pitched on Friday nights, which meant that people would come in for the whole series but I don't think there's any question. He was the Pied Piper of Nebraska baseball. Uh, oh. even, even though Ken Harvey had that massive senior season, um, this guy, this this little guy from Hawaii that just beat all the odds was the guy that, that people fell in love with. And and I think they would they would be in love with him if they saw him again because they will remember just how transformational he was. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Actually, the first time I met him, funny story, uh, we were in the – the Hewitt, which was like the student athlete center. Um, and it was, you know, a couple of days into being on campus and you were doing all the necessary stuff, you know, setting up your classes and whatnot, meeting with your advisor. And I was sitting with my advisor and it's Adam Stern was in the room with me as well. And 
Shane Comini came to the door because he was up next and we didn't have met each other or anything yet. But, um, you know, at that time of your life, you're 18, freshman showing up at university sports, you know, you try to size each other up right away, right? Like, who is this guy? Like, what does he do? And, you know, Shane Comini is you know, generously 5'8". Um, yeah. And, you know, my first thought, you know, he hears himself say his picture. My, I honest to God remember this clear as day. We walked out and uh, I said this during, he must be a soft throwing lefty. <laughs> That is, that is honest to God, the truth. And then that spring he stepped on the mound and it was like, who is this guy? I can remember we had a scout day that spring and during that scout day he pitched and I think he hit, no, I can't remember exactly, but I think he hit like 96, 97, 98 or something like that. And he threw five pitches that were nasty. And I just remember I was coming off the field just as coach Van Horn was walking towards the dugout as well on the third base side and coach Van Horn was talking to, to somebody. I can't remember exactly who. And he was basically, his jaw was sort of on the floor. It was like, he's, he couldn't believe, you know, Shane was throwing, he was throwing 98. He was throwing, you know, splitters. He couldn't believe what he had in this kid. I mean, it was incredible. And I don't think any of us knew at that, you know, and no one of us knew what he was uh, until, uh, but I think we all, who all of us who play with him, I think appreciate what he did. And I think, like I said, the magnitude of what he did can't be overstated in terms of what he did on the field. Well, it was a wonderful time. It was a great time. Um, everybody in Nebraska got to see the rise from the bottom of the Big 12 to the College World Series, largely thanks to guys like you. John, it's great talking to you. Uh, congratulations on all your success since. And like I said, you know, we, we'd love to have you back down in Nebraska. I think, I think Nebraska baseball would love having you back. And uh, certainly there's this, there's a great spot in your heart for, for Big Red. And there's nobody uh, that would be more appreciative, uh, I think, of a, of a return visit than you and your teammates from 99 through 2001. Listen, I appreciate you taking the time to speak to me. I've, I've enjoyed it immensely. Um, I think the foundation is, is a great, a great thing, what you're doing. It's a great mission. And I'm, you know, excited, I'm excited that Nebraska fans get to enjoy a Big 12 Big Ten, pardon me, Big Ten championship this year in baseball. I'm sure there's going to be more success. And I wish the team all the best. And, again, thank you very much for for taking the time to speak to me. I've enjoyed it. That's former Husker All-American John Cole. Thanks, John, for being here on this Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. Again, the Nebraska Greats Foundation provides opportunities and support to former letter winners, male or female, from any of the 16 four-year schools in the state of Nebraska who have a medical need and a financial challenge. And you can learn more online at nygreats.org. This is Jim Rose saying thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.